Welcome to the OT Lifestyle Movement. This is for the occupational therapy visionaries and the ones who see things differently. We're moving our profession forward through living and leading a truly holistic lifestyle. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the OT Lifestyle Movement podcast. I'm Rhiannon Crisp, occupational therapist, personal trainer and founder of otlifestylemovement.com. Today's episode is going to be really relevant to you if you work with people with chronic disease or autoimmune conditions. But beyond that, guys, this is going to be relevant to you if you want to get to the root of some of your own health conditions. It's going to be relevant to you if you are interested in improving your own gut health. It's going to be relevant to you if you want to upgrade your own well-being. And pretty much if you're human, this podcast is going to be relevant to you. Today, I am super pumped to be chatting with one of the awesome members from our OT lifestyle community, Kristen Lowe. Kristen hey, everybody. is... Say that again. I said, hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey. Kristen is an occupational therapist, a certified kinesio tapping practitioner, and she is also a certified autoimmune protocol coach. Kristen is the owner of Lifestyle Innovations, a virtual and on-site health coaching and consulting organization where she provides holistic care of clients with autoimmune and chronic illnesses. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So awesome to finally meet you face to face and have you here with us and to talk us through this because I know there are a lot of other OTs who are working in this space and who are also really passionate about health promotion and also looking beyond, I suppose, the traditional stuff that we're taught in uni and just sort of looking at extending that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that we always do on this podcast is hit the rewind button. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to do the work that you do today? Sure. Um, So I did a bachelor's in psychology and then I did a master's in occupational therapy. Um, I kind of always knew I wanted to be in healthcare, but I wasn't quite sure where exactly that I was going to fit. Um, I knew that I really wanted to find a profession that would let me help people in a holistic manner and really encompass the whole person. So I'm, I'm actually a third generation therapist. Um, my dad was a PT. My grandpa was a PT. And it's like, well, maybe I'll do the PT route, but I kind of went back and forth with psych and, and really kind of found my spot in OT. I just I really wanted to find something that would allow me to focus on mind, body, soul, spirit, just everything. So um, I've been working actually in hand therapy, so outpatient upper extremity care. Um, and, you know, I just, I love it, but I found that there were so many other things going on with clients that, you know, we, we couldn't just sit and deal with an injury or this or that. There was just so much more to it. Um, you know, I, I kind of fell into this as well. I started having some health problems and, you know, you see doctors, you take pills, you do all the things that everybody's telling you to do, and you can't really get to the bottom of anything that's going on and no one can seems to really help. So deep dive, a lot of research, a lot of study, um, you know, the, the GI problems, you know, it could be weight loss, weight gain, anxiety. For me, it was a lot of fatigue and even thinning hair. And um, 
you know, I, I had all these food sensitivities, which was horrible because I love to eat. And that was just, you know, a, a lot. So I found actually the autoimmune protocol um, and researched it, walked myself through it, had so much healing and recovery from it that I was like, I have to know more. I have to be certified on this protocol so I can help other people heal in the same way. So kind of long story there, but yeah, I went back, I got certified myself and, and started kind of implementing that with my clients, little bits here and there, and then just thought, you know, I really could use a full session with people. This is a lot to unpack in just, you know, one 30, 45 minute session when I'm also trying to help you with a broken wrist or, you know, a shoulder impingement. So that's when I started my business and just thought, you know, I've, I've really got to help people with nutrition, stress, sleep, all of it, and just how it really plays a role on their health and day-to-day -day life. So that's, uh, that's kind of my, my background on how I ended up and a little bit of a, a pivot here, I guess, but um, yeah. I love it. And I feel like there are so many other OTs who will be resonating with this because I know we are all on our own personal journey our own personal health journey, our own personal well-being journey. And I think when we have a really profound personal experience with something, we realize the potential that we could potentially intertwine this into the work that we do. Um, so with the autoimmune coach um, that you said you started delving into, what is that exactly? Sure. So um, the autoimmune protocol, um, there, there are a few different protocols out there. That was one that I found that really resonated with me because it deals with food, it deals with diet, but it also deals with stress and with sleep and with movement and, and the whole body, the whole person, because you can't really just talk about one thing because everything, you know, interacts with each other. So um, another protocol that I'm actually studying a lot on right now is the walls protocol. They're very, very similar, um, but that is another great one. And um, so doing a little bit more research on that. That's been great with MS patients. So um, get back to you on that after mm -hmm. I know a little bit more, but it's the, the research is looking really great for that protocol as well. Mm, she's amazing. So if any of yeah. the listeners haven't looked into Dr. Walls, check out her book. She's got an incredible TED talk that's worth listening to. Um, yeah, her story's amazing. Yeah. Cool. So are you currently working as an OT in your current role? Or is this just coming from, you know, the autoimmune immune protocol coach? You know, is it separate or is it under the same banner? Yes and no. That's always so hard, you know. I mean, with with regulations the way they are, um, I want to be able to reach people everywhere and anywhere. And uh, licenses for OT uh, in the U.S., you know, are state by state. Every country country kind of has their own thing. So um, for me, because of licensing restrictions, I'm operating more of the umbrella of a wellness coach, not an OT. However. I really want to stress that all of the things that I'm using when I'm working in lifestyle innovations, I am still using when I'm working, you know, strictly as an OT, you know, whether it be you're working in a stroke setting or, you know, with kids or, you know, in a school or outpatient, we should be incorporating all of these things into what we're talking about with our patients. So all of these things play a role in healing. 
Hundred mm, percent agree, and that's the beautiful thing about the holistic nature of OT. Um, but I think the scope and our fear, there's a lot of fear around it. I find in the OT community about what our scope is and stepping outside this. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it's amazing. And I think there is this grassroots movement of OTs and this could be the next wave, you know, this could be the next thing that our generation bring to the table is sort of exploring this more. So it's awesome to be having these conversations. Yeah, I, I really think so too. And, and I really hope that we're kind of taking a step back and, and thinking what's really going on here? You know, what's really happening with this person? I might be seeing them for X, Y, and Z, but let's unpack all this other stuff because we've got to deal with this person as a whole, not just this one specific issue that might've brought them to us because that, that's, that's more than our job. Mm, I love that. You said that so well. Okay, so what are autoimmune conditions for those who don't really know what it is? And can you give us some examples of what they are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a lot. I'll go ahead and preface. I'm going to give you the, the teeny version, right? I'm going to give you the short version. Um, I actually did a, an interview, kind of a presentation recently with an organization called Bonsai. If anybody wants to go to my Facebook and check that video out, it goes into a lot more detail, but we would be here all night. So if you're interested in more of the science and the cellular level, what's happening, you can go check that out. But basically the immune system malfunctions and it turns against our own body, our own protein, tissue, cells. Um, it could be muscle, it could be joint, it could be organs, skin. So if you just break down the process of the immune system, if a foreign substance enters the body. So the body's gonna mount an attack, it's gonna initiate an inflammatory response. Well, the process is regulated by cells in the body that tell you, okay, we're good, it's time to stop attacking. So if this doesn't happen, and there are lots of ways this can happen, but if this doesn't happen, your body just continues to fight, even if the threat is gone. And that's when the autoimmunity can begin. And so, like I said, it could be targeting um, joints, it could be targeting skin, muscle, um, like I said, that's a very simplified version of that, but um, that's what happens. There, there are more than 100 confirmed autoimmune diseases, but there's a list of about 40 to 50 more that they really suspect to be autoimmune. There's still a lot of research and this is still, um, there's still not enough understanding. I think we're going to realize that there are a lot more that fit this category. And the frustrating part for so many people is it takes an average of four years to get a diagnosis and an average of about four doctors and a lot of people still go completely undiagnosed. So it's, the numbers are astounding, but I bet you they're not even close to what they really are. Mm. Um, a few examples, so Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, other thyroid conditions, Graves' disease, rheumatoid arthritis, that's one that we see a good bit more in therapy, especially if you're working in hands or outpatient. Um, celiac disease, which is really on the rise, Lupus, MS is another one that we would commonly see, um, psoriasis, type 1 diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, so that's like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, psoriasis, there's a long list, but those are some of the more common ones that, that you've probably heard of. Um, so it's, the numbers are a bit overwhelming, and I think that it's beyond time that we start to help people and, and get to the bottom of, you know, how can we prevent this? But also if you've already got your diagnosis, how do we manage the symptoms? 
It sounds like there is this overwhelming number of um, autoimmune conditions coming up and all these ones that we're yet to even know exist. Um, there's no doubt about it that there are, that there's this epidemic of chronic diseases right now. You know, people are more sick now than ever before. There's obesity, cancer, heart disease, stroke, mm -hmm. mental illnesses, you know, the list goes on. And it's almost, we almost expect a diagnosis these days. Is this the same with autoimmune conditions? Are we seeing a rise in autoimmune conditions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, epidemic. That's, that's, you nailed it. I mean, that's the word. An estimated 50 million Americans suffering with autoimmune disease. And like I said, I bet you the numbers aren't even close to, to reality. And the numbers just keep going up at an astounding rate. So it's about one out of every seven people. And for reference, autoimmune rates are higher than cancer and heart disease. Why aren't people talking about it? Why is there no research? You know, why is there not enough money behind this? Um, I think it's such a silent epidemic. So um, it, a huge, huge rise in incidence. And really there's, there's three big factors that kind of play a role in this. So genetics, well, we can't really help that. I mean, you, you kind of just get the cards you're dealt. That's really not in our control. However, um, environment and lifestyle factors play a huge role in the development of autoimmunity. And, you know, that really should make us feel a little bit better because some of this isn't our control. Like I said, even if you already have a diagnosis or if you don't and you're working on prevention, this should, this should be good news. You know, we, we can do things to actually manage and mitigate symptoms. Um, let's just talk about a couple of, of these things that we really need to work on. So stress, our stress levels are through the roof and our bodies are constantly in this sympathetic nervous system. It's just fight or flight all the time. When's the rest and digest? When does the parasympathetic nervous system get to kick in and allow our bodies and our cells to heal? We can't be constantly off, you know, fighting a lion, it's just, it's never gonna work for us. Um, it's causing chronic inflammation and it's just leading to a host of illnesses, especially autoimmune and chronic ones in nature. But, you know, inflammation is, is this chronic inflammation is really, we're seeing at the source of a lot of our problems right now. Um, so side note, just do one thing for yourself each day that makes you feel good. and. I'm not talking about binging on a box of cookies. We're not talking about the short term feel good, but practice some self care. Even if it's just gardening, walking, reading, play with your pet, you know, just take a few minutes to do something that makes you happy and brings you joy because we're just, we're just so caught up in the, in the craziness of life that we forget to take a few minutes for ourselves every day. Um, and that's so a great I'll, point yeah. for our clients as well. You know, this is something we can totally suggest for our clients who are stressed out, burnt out, strung out. We can be suggesting, you know, reconnect with your interest, with your passion, with your purpose. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people and even myself sometimes you, you say, well, you know, what do you love to do or what are your hobbies? And people go, well, you know, I really like to paint. God, it's been years. Then you're like, this is awful, you know, like we should be spending time doing the things we love to do. But 
I know it's difficult. You, you have to make it a practice. You have to carve out that time for yourself um, and you got to make it a habit. But a huge one would be diet, poor diet. I mean, this is, this is probably the number one and, and poor nutrient density. All of our food is so processed. We're eating too much fast food. We're eating on the go. Um, even some of the seemingly healthy foods that we eat really are causing a lot of intestinal permeability. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it's, it's also called leaky gut. Sounds exactly like what's happening. Um, and we actually now know that it's the precursor to all autoimmune illnesses. Um, so we should really be rethinking what we're eating, how we're eating, the whole, the whole sphere of the way we think about food and mealtime and, and, and all of that should really be changing. Um, unfortunately, even our soils have been, you know, improperly farmed, overly farmed that the micronutrients in the soil just aren't there like they used to be 60 years ago. So even the vegetables and, and the things we're getting just aren't quite giving our bodies what we need. We got to work a little bit harder, but seriously, guys, eat some vegetables. Like we're all adults here. We just need to eat a little bit more vegetables. <laughs> um, and then the, the third big one I would say would be sedentary lifestyles. And again, this is hard. It's a product of just where we are. We don't move a whole lot. Not all of us, but most of us sit at a desk for most of the day. And it's not good for our muscle mass. It's not good for bone health. We need more vitamin D. Almost everybody would you know, given a blood test would be deficient in vitamin D and vitamin D is essential for modulating our mood or appetite our sleep. Um, you know, we, we, we live a lot different than we used to. And so we have to take steps to mitigate this change in lifestyle. Yeah, oh, you absolutely nailed it. And I 100% agree with you. We are living in this modern convenience world where diet isn't as, it, it's just quick and easy. It's whatever is quick and easy. Our lives are stressed. We are rushing to and from appointments all day. We are sitting down for longer. We're not even kicking our shoes off to let our feet touch the earth. Like it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it is. And I think it is just taking that time to realize that the moments that we do spend being more mindful about what we put in our body, about moving our body and about being present and reducing that stress is going to have these long-term impacts on our health. You know, it's not just about the short term. It's about looking forward and how it's going to really change the whole trajectory of our life, the small little quote unquote occupations that we do every day, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it can be small guys. It doesn't have to be this massive thing. You don't have to, you know, join a gym and, and make all these massive, crazy expensive changes. Just start with a few small things. Just add one extra vegetable to your plate or, you know, spend a few minutes outside every day, you know, just small steps and, and, you really will start to see the improvement in, in your life and in your health and you'll want to do more, but just start small. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when you're working with clients, these things that you're covering, like stress, nutrition, movement, what else do you tick the box for? Sleep. Lots of, lots of sleep stuff because 
none of us are sleeping enough, none of us are sleeping well, and we know that sleep plays a huge role um, in, in recovery and health. And um, another big one is relationships with technology. Um, you know, I, I think it's an interesting one. I mean, right, like we're connecting on it right now and it's fantastic, of course, but you know, I've always said that technology just seems to have evolved faster than the social etiquette has been able to evolve to keep up with it. And we're seeing a dramatic impact on our health. You know, the tech boom, there's on the one hand, there's all of this knowledge and information and, and healthcare and just access to so much. And yet it's kind of really bad too. And I think sometimes we just need to learn to disconnect. And one thing I encourage my clients to do is plan an unplugged weekend. So I always say like, do something like camping or whatever, but not everybody's into that, you know, but, but spend some time outside or spend some time with friends or family and, and just unplug, you know, no computers, no TVs, no phones, just, just be a human again, you know? <laughs> we have, we've become so reliant on our phones for communication that it takes the place of that in-person contact, that in-person connection. And that is such a massive part. Like if you look at longevity and the blue zones, they are part of these beautiful communities and they're always having meals together and sharing conversations. It's not through technology. It's not the same. Um, yeah. So I think that is such a good point. And the other point that you mentioned, which I thought was awesome, was nature is literally getting back outside um, in the sunshine, whatever's going on, you know, in the ocean, go for a hike, a camping experience, whatever. Um, reconnecting with nature is so, so profound for our health, you know, and our microbiome as well. Like it's yes. great for our gut health. Yes. Forest bathing. I'm always <laughs> preaching, <laughs> get outside, get a little dirty, you know, just breathe in some fresh air for a bit. It's, it's so important for our microbiome. Yeah. So let's, let's head there. Let's talk about gut health. So this is something that everyone's talking about these days. And I know it's something that you're super passionate about. I'd love it if you could give us a bit of background into the gut and what impacts the state of our gut. How can we keep it healthy? Sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's even called our second brain. So it, we're realizing that it's such an epicenter of the body and it's responsible for way more than we initially thought. Um, 70 to 80% of the immune system is located in the gut. So if you don't think that's important, I mean, especially right now in the middle of a global pandemic, you know, we talk about immune system and what you can do to keep healthy, but I don't think we think about it in terms of being in the gut. So diet, that's obvious, right? I mean, that's a very obvious one. I mean, there are certain inflammatory compounds in the foods that we eat that directly impact the health of our gut. Um, think of the cells lining the gut barrier kind of like a fence. So it's designed to keep the bad stuff from going through and it's only going to let you pass if you have a key code, right? But unfortunately, some of the foods we're eating are causing the fence to open when it should stay closed and other stuff's kind of leaking through with it. Um, it's like leaving the front door to your house open while you're away on vacation. It's just not good. There's gonna be people coming in and out and things aren't gonna be great when you get home. So diet is a really obvious one. Um, I'm gluten-free. I know that's a bit of a, you know, an interesting topic for people. Um, 
it's proven to be extremely helpful for me um, and for so many other people. And the research is really kind of backing that. So um, again, stress, sleep, all of these things, we don't think about our gut health in terms of sleeping or stress, but the connections between all of these things, um, you know, we sit inside all day and work, right? And then we go home and then we sit in a house with all the lights on. So now we're messing up our circadian rhythms and we, we wonder why we're having trouble sleeping, but you know, if, if your body is not able to really figure out when is it light out? When is it dark out? I mean, it has to be dark for our bodies to produce the melatonin that we need to go to sleep. So if we're sitting in the house with a million screens on and the lights going, your body has no idea that it's time to slow down. Um, and it's not going to produce the melatonin. Well, guess what else melatonin helps regulate? Digestion. It's all so connected. It's all so related. So you can't think that you can have poor sleep or stay up all night or not care about that, but then, you know, keep a really great diet and not think that one's going to affect the other. So diet is of course an obvious one for gut health, but sleep is so important. Getting the stress under control and, and movement. And I love the word movement instead of exercise, because I, I love that let's just bring it down, right? It doesn't have to be this, this overwhelming, like massive term of like lifting weights and fancy equipment and gym. Just get out, get outside a bit, walk around, walk up and down your stairs a few times. But, but movement, movement's another thing that, that really affects your gut health. Yeah, I know. And there's so many things, like everything, you know, if you think about the gut, it really starts in the mouth, right? Because there's this tube that goes all the way down to your anus and it is letting, it can let anything in. So um, like you said, food, but then there's also the contraceptive pill. There's, you know, air yeah. pollution, there's water, you know, our water is totally contaminated these days. Yes. Um, you said gluten, you know, just our general toxic load is, so much more than it was 50, 60, 70, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah. We've got so yeah. many more pollutants in our environment that we just really need to think, you know, what's one small thing that I can do that promotes my health, you know, and start. Right. And like you said, movement, absolutely, because it, it comes back to how I like to see it is it comes back to what's meaningful to the person, you know, and not everyone it's not meaningful for everyone to go to the gym and lift weights and do all that. Maybe their thing is a hike. Maybe their thing is yoga. Um, it's literally just moving the body again and reconnecting to that. So yeah, that's awesome. I loved all of that. I wanted to touch on one more thing before we head to our rapid fire questions. And that is touching on the holistic side of things. So on your website, you state that you believe in a holistic whole person approach to treatment. And you say it's the most effective path to healing. Can you explain what your perspective is of a holistic approach and what it entails and how you weave this into your work? Sure. Um, like I said, I was working in outpatient therapy and, and, you know, someone comes in with a broken wrist, but you know, why are you taking so long to heal? Or, or why do people come back three times in a year with tennis elbow? Or, you know, what, what is going on? And it just made me start to ask more questions about sleep, about diet, about stress, about home life, about all the things that 
we're probably not talking about when we're seeing our clients, but we should be talking about. Um, once I started asking all these questions, the, the picture I was getting was, was a whole lot different. And I realized there were so many other barriers to this person's healing. So many more comor comorbidities and, and chronic illness, especially. Um, and we can't expect to address one part of the person without addressing the whole person. Um, something, especially preventative healthcare, you know, in, in this country, the US, it's just not there. It's just pretty lacking. Um, and if, if I can spend just a few extra minutes with my client and explain to them, you can do X, Y, and Z on top of these, you know, wrist movements that I've showed you to help, you know, you from coming back in three months from now, or, you know, it's just kind of changing our attitude towards if you've had a surgery and you're dealing with a lot of inflammation, well, I also need to put you on a diet that's going to mitigate the inflammation in your body. So again, that's very specific to if you're working in maybe an outpatient setting or, you know, something like that. But in my case with, with working with my business and lifestyle innovations, you, you can't address one part without addressing the whole. And like I said, I just found that I needed a whole separate appointment for that. I, I couldn't try to do it all in, in one short session. Um, but I, it's so, it's so important. And, you know, in a way it's like, oh, it's, it's this new way to healthcare, but it's not right. Like it's, it's actually not, it's been around for a really long time and we got away from it. And I think we're just starting to remember that, yes, you might see a doctor for this little thing or this little thing or this little thing, but your whole body works together. And when one thing's wrong, everything is wrong. So we really have to focus on the whole person and, and that approach. And so, you know, when I take a client in, we go through um, an intake form, I get a little bit of a history, you know, we go through all that stuff, but then you, you know, you also have to break down things like, how ready are you for change right now? Let's just kind of see where you are. You know, are we gonna try to tackle this in three weeks? Are we gonna break this down over six weeks and like slowly kind of walk you through some diet changes and, you know, where are you? Because at the end of the day, if you're not ready, then this isn't going to work. And you really have to treat the individual and, you know, work at their pace. And, you know, it's, it's gotta be their idea. It's got, they've gotta be on board because, you know, I think it's great. They've obviously taken the first step to see you, but, you know, they're the one at home that's gotta make the follow through. So I think just thinking about the personality, the, 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 personal situation, the home life, all of these things, you have to take into account every part of this person to really be able to be, you know, effective at helping them heal. Mm, absolutely. I love exactly what you just said then. That was amazing. Everyone go back and re-listen to that. Um, <laughs> and I think what I really got out of it too was that, you know, no body system works in isolation. Everything is interconnected. So looking at the foundational things that you were talking about, the sleep, the stress, the movement, the nutrition, if we can look at those and cover that, that is going to support the body to better heal itself. So you can 
optimize your functioning so you can better participate in the activities that you want to so you can engage meaningfully in the community when we address those things so absolutely nailed it i love it let's head to the three rapid fire questions sure number one in one sentence how do you describe ot mm, a really undervalued profession that strangely enough strives to eliminate the need for itself every day <laughs> you know i mean it's funny to be one of the only professions that works really hard to not have you come back anymore. <laughs> I love that. I haven't heard it put quite that way. And that's very interesting. Number two, what's one healthy lifestyle habit listeners can implement today? Move every day, just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, just take a walk, you know, go, like I said, go up and down the stairs. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming step. Just get some movement in. And if I can squeeze a second, it would be a gratitude journal. Do a gratitude journal. Pick one of the two and start there. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Number three, if you could only offer one piece of advice to OTs, what would it be? We just got to get back to our roots. You know, we, we've got to remember that your patient's more than just a stroke or fracture. And we have to address all aspects of their life in order to really be successful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. It's, uh, just a wealth of knowledge and I love your passion and enthusiasm for this um, area. Where can people connect with you? Where can people find out where you hang out and come hang out with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am on Instagram under my business name. So you can find me at lifestyle underscore innovations. You can check out my website. That's mylifestyleinnovations.com. Um, I do have a Facebook group and I kindly ask that you only join if you do have a chronic or autoimmune illness, because we're trying to keep that kind of a safe space for people to share. Um, but that is called the Lifestyle Innovations um, Autoimmune and Chronic Illness Support Group. So a couple platforms, come find me. I'd love to work with you, um, if you if you personally need help, but otherwise I've got Lots of tips and, and tricks for anyone and everyone to just make some small changes in their life to feel better. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. That's it, guys. I hope this episode resonated with you. But more importantly, I hope that it inspires you to take action. If you haven't already, come over and join our Facebook group family where we connect and collaborate. You can find us really easy just by searching the OT Lifestyle Movement in Facebook. If you did love this episode, I'd be super grateful if you shared it. You can take a screenshot right now and share it on Instagram or on Facebook so we can connect with more amazing, like-minded, open-minded OTs. The more we share the OT Lifestyle Movement, the more we can create a ripple effect. And if you do love the podcast, please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review so we can be found more easily. That's it. Go out, create the epic change that you seek in the world because the world is ready for you. Carpe diem, guys.